Well, it's great to have you here today on our Reach Sunday as we get to just shine a light on our global partnerships. Just hope you'll go out and just check out what we're doing as a church. Well, let me go ahead and just look in the camera and welcome our Southeast campus. We love you guys. Pray for you. Our microsites, those who are watching online, let's just welcome them. Always glad to have you part of the Crossing family with us. Well, we're in week four of our Rewired series. And the only way you can change the direction of your life is to change your thinking. It is to change your thinking. Here's what we know, is that every one of us face a battle in our mind. And that most of life's battles are won or lost in the mind. But here's the good news is God wants to renew your mind. He wants to renew your mind. And today we're talking about worry and the mind. And if you've been with, with us in these previous weeks, then you know that our key thought in this series is this, is that your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. That your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Now that's good news if you are thinking about what is true and what is noble and what is pure and what is lovely and what is admirable. But it's a problem if you are focused on things that make you anxious and afraid. That our minds tend to run into a direction that is not pleasing towards God or helpful towards us. So just a little bit of honesty time. How many would you say that from time to time you just have runaway thoughts with fear or worry and, or anxiety? How many would say that's me? Okay, you're being pretty honest. How many would say that's not really my issue, but the person right next to me is a worry wart? How many would say that? Yeah, there's, there's a lot of those who are sitting here. Well, I spent some time this week trying to remember what I worried about as a kid. And when I was a kid, I worried about my grades and homework. I worried about not having any friends. I worried about doing well in sports. I worried about getting in trouble. I worried about Daryl Johnson. Daryl was a bully at my school, and he had flunked about three grades, and he was shaving when he was in the sixth grade. <laughs> and Daryl is not his real name. I changed the name because I was worried that he might be here. Still kind of scared of him to this day. But I remember thinking when I was a kid, I remember my thought was that, that when I grow up, I won't have any worries. Because my parents don't have to worry about getting in trouble. My parents don't have to worry about getting good grades. They don't have to worry about their friends. So I thought that when I grew up, I wouldn't have any worries. So how's that working for you? You probably don't have any worries now that you have grown up. Well, when we look at what the Bible says about worry, let me tell you what Jesus does not say. Jesus does not say, let your hearts be troubled. Jesus does not say that. What Jesus says is, do not let your hearts be troubled. The angel that made the announcement about the birth of Jesus did not say, glory to God in the highest, stress and anxiety on earth. What the angel said was, glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace. Peace on earth. The Apostle Paul didn't say to us, be anxious about everything. Now, if he did, then some of you could go, man, I'm following the Bible today. <laughs> because I'm just anxious about everything. Well, if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to Philippians chapter 4. 
Because the Apostle Paul is going to address this very topic right here. And the Apostle Paul was a prisoner in Rome when he wanted to be a preacher in Rome. And from a Roman prison cell, he writes to you and me, and he tells us how we can have the peace of God in our life. And he doesn't say, be anxious about everything. What he says is, do not be anxious about anything. Now, let me just stop here for a second, because this could seem to be kind of insensitive to us. This is like when you're going through something in your life, and somebody comes up to you, and they say, well, you shouldn't worry about that. And you want to punch them in the face. Because the reason they tell you not to worry is because it's not their worry. Listen, I never worry about your job. Because I'm not devoted to your job. Now, if you told me about your job and that things are not going well, that you just lost your job, I will feel concern. I will feel compassion. I will pray with you. But I won't go home and worry about your job because I'm not devoted to your job. It's not my worry. I never, ever worry about your kids' grades, ever. Do I care? Well, of course I care. You know, if you sent me an email telling me that your son is flunking out of his classes or your daughter can't get into the school that she wanted to get into, I would feel concern and I would feel compassion. But do I go home and worry about your kids' grades? No. No, because our worries are based on our circumstances, the things that we are emotionally invested in. But the Apostle Paul isn't saying, don't worry, just be happy. Just be happy. That's not what he's saying. No, he's going to give us the answer to worry. He's going to give us the answer to the anxious feelings that you have in your life. And here's a guy who earns the right to speak into our situation. Because he's writing this from a prison cell, and he knows that one day somebody is going to knock on the door of his cell. They're going to take him out, and they're going to execute him, and he will be done. So if there is anyone who earns the right to speak into our situation, it is the Apostle Paul. He says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation... By prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. He is telling us that the answer to our anxiety is prayer. To present our request to God. And here's what I want to do. I want to just unpack this for a minute and just begin to walk through this. Because for a lot of us, prayer is our last resort. When you see somebody who's going through somebody, something in their life, oftentimes what I will hear them say is, is I'll say, are you praying about it? Well, I, I don't want to bother God. Like, what? What are you talking about? Do you think that God is like this dad watching a football game who doesn't want to be disturbed? Your Father in heaven is the creator of the universe. I'm pretty sure he can handle whatever you're going through. The Apostle Paul says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, big and small, there is not a situation that you're going through that is too small for God. In every situation, whether it's critical or not critical, in every situation by prayer and petition, that right here is where the battle in your mind is won. It is through prayer. 
And so many of us, we are just intimidated by this. Because many times we, you know, we see what's going on in our life. We think, oh, I don't know how to pray. Now, here's what happens in my life. So whenever I'm with somebody and there is a time to pray, like if we go out to eat somewhere or if I go to somebody's house, I know that I'm always going to be the one who's going to be asked to pray. Because everybody kind of figures, well, you get paid to pray. So we're going to have you pray. You must be really good at it. Paul says, no, this isn't for the few who get paid to pray. No, no, this is for all of us. In every situation, pray. He says, in every situation, by prayer and petition. This word right here, petition, it literally means seeking, asking, or pleading with God. You remember the parable that Jesus told of the persistent widow? It is this widow who goes to this judge, goes to his house, and she begins to knock on his door. And she keeps knocking, and she keeps knocking, and she keeps knocking until he finally opens the door. Well, that parable is about prayer. And Luke, who tells us about this parable, it's in, it's in Luke chapter 18. Luke tells us the reason that Jesus told this parable. He says the reason that Jesus told us is so that you would pray and not give up. So that you would pray and not give up. That's what this word right here means. That you would pray and not give up. That that is the way that you do it. He says that in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, that to have gratitude as a mindset. In 1 Thessalonians, the Apostle Paul will tell us to give thanks in all circumstances. He doesn't say give thanks for all circumstances, but in all circumstances you can give thanks. Thanks that you approach God with this, this mindset of gratitude. He says, in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, Present your request to God. Now, this doesn't really sound like a prayer word right here. But what this word literally means is to reveal. And it comes from a Greek word that they usually used in context of solving a mystery. See, here's what Paul is saying. He's saying, I don't want you just to pray, God, help me find my car keys. God, help them to call me back. Help me to pass that test. No, he's saying, I want you to reveal to God what you really want at the deepest level of your heart. What is it that you really want at the deepest part of your heart? See, most of us, we pray at this level, of, here's what I want, here's what I need, amen. But the Apostle Paul is saying the way that you deal with worry and anxiety and fear is you slow down enough that you begin to be honest with yourself. And you reveal the deepest desire behind that request. The deepest desire of your heart. God, I want them to call me back because I feel rejected and unloved. And God, you know this has been an issue for me my entire life. And I've placed too much in this relationship. God, that's what's really down here. Is I just feel unloved. That you begin to pray in this whole different way. And here's what the Apostle Paul tells us. He says, and the peace of God, not the peace of your circumstances, not the peace of having money in the bank, not the peace of everything going your way, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. Because for us, we all want to understand what's going on. God, tell me what's going on. Well, God gives us this capacity 
Beyond our own understanding, he will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. He will guard your hearts and your minds. Your hearts, this is your emotional side. And your minds, that's your rational side, your intellectual side. And the peace of God will guard your hearts and minds. This word guard means to stand watch over your heart and your mind. See, the reason that we are so anxiety-ridden in our life is that we've not allowed the Heavenly Father to stand guard over our hearts and our minds, to stand guard over our emotions and our intellect. See, what we do is, is we've just said to the Heavenly Father, we keep trying to get Him to stand guard over our job. God, just stand guard over that. God, stand guard over my kids. God, stand guard over that parking space because I want to park right there by the time I get up there. What if you allowed your heavenly father to stand guard over your heart and your mind? See, that, that right there is when we have peace. Peace that passes human comprehension. People will come up to you and go, how can you, how can you react like this? With what you're going through, you go, I don't know. God is just doing something in me. It's in spite of uncertainty. It's in spite of circumstances. This kind of peace comes when you pray. When you pray. Prayer rewires your brain. Or the way the Apostle Paul tells us in Romans 12, prayer renews your mind. See, not only does God hear your prayers, not only does God respond to your prayers. Not only is God moved when you pray, prayer changes us. Prayer actually changes the chemistry in your brain. Praying to God helps renew your mind. See, when you think a thought, it is easier to think that thought again. It's one of the learnings that we've had in this series. That when you think a thought, it is easier to think that thought again. Well, that is good news if you are thinking godly thoughts. Well, that is not good news if your thoughts are consumed with worry and fear. And not only does prayer touch the heart of God, prayer changes the chemistry in your brain. Dr. Carolyn Leaf wrote a book called Switch On Your Brain. It's a fantastic book about all of this. She has done extensive scientific research on the relationship between Scripture and prayer in conjunction to rewiring our brain. Here's what she writes. She says, It has been found that 12 minutes of daily focused prayer over an eight-week period can change the brain to such an extent that it could be measured on a brain scan. Did you get that? 12 minutes of daily focused prayer, 12 minutes of prayer a day over an eight-week period of time can change your brain, that it can actually be measured by a brain scan. She goes on to talk about how prayer changes us, that toxic thoughts can actually damage the brain. But prayer reverses that damage. Prayer heals the brain. It renews the mind. At its core, here's what worry is. Worry is distrusting the promises and the power of God. That's what worry is. Worry is saying, God, I don't believe that you are big enough to cover this. God, I don't trust you with this. That's what worry says. If you're like me, 
you have a bag, a box full of worries. You have a box full of worries that, that you're worried about all kinds of things in your life. That there are stresses and anxieties that you have. There's things that you deal with. You worry about your kids. You worry about your money. You worry about your health. You worry about your job. You have all of these worries that you have in your life. So in a moment of faith, what you do is you take what you're facing and you say, God, I'm giving you all of my worries. Would you just take it? And then we wait. God, you don't seem to be doing anything with this. I think I'm just going to take this back. Why do we do this? See, we all do this. Why do we do this? It is because your God is too small and your worries are too big. It's time. It's time for us to get a bigger God and smaller worries. Some of you just need to get real honest. It's time to identify your worries and you present them to God. God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take all these worries. I'm just going to present them to you. God, I'm trusting you with the situation. I'm going to give this to you. And so at night when you wake up and you can't sleep because you've got this worry and anxiety in your mind, I want you just to imagine that you're going over to the God box where you gave all of your worries and you just say, God, I'm taking this back. I admit that I don't really trust you with these things. You don't interpret God through your circumstances. This is what so many of you have done. You interpret God based on whatever circumstances you're going through. Well, God must not be a good God. God must not care about me. God must not be concerned about me. No, you begin to interpret your circumstances through God. And that's what begins to change everything. That we cast all of our cares on Him because He cares for us. We put them all on Him. We don't just take our worries and give them to God. We take our lives and we place them in Christ Jesus. Because our lives are hidden in Jesus. And I am choosing to believe that what God says is true. I am choosing to trust my life in Him. See, that's what begins to change in our life. And that's how God begins to renew our mind. So how do we do this? How do we do this? Well, I just wanted to show you just what I want to leave you with today. Just this three-step process is this. It's to do what I can do. Number one is to do what I can do. In other words, if you have a health issue, I'm going to eat right. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to go to good doctors. I'm going to do what I can do. If you have an exam coming up, I'm going to study and study and then study a little bit more. If I have a financial issue, I'm going to spend less money than I have coming in. Okay, now this is profound right here. Let me just say this again because for some of you, you need to write this down right here. Okay, this is, this is ingenious. You spend less money than you have what's coming in. Some of you just need to take Financial Peace University. You need to decide, I'm just going to clean this mess up. I'm going to do what I can do. 
And then here's the second part of this. I'm going to give God what I can't do. I'm going to do what I can do, but I'm going to give God what I can't do. I can't heal that person. I can't change that situation. I can't control everything that is happening. I can't force someone to change. See, there are areas in my life where I am absolutely powerless. There are situations that I cannot change. And I'm going to do what I can do, but I'm going to give God what I can't do. But here's how this kind of wraps up for me. I'm going to trust God no matter what. I'm going to trust God no matter what. For those of you who battle with worry, I want you to imagine a true heart of peace. I want you to imagine having joy that only comes from God. Having a joy that only comes from God. A peace of mind that is impossible for anybody to understand or anybody to explain. A depth of trust in God in everything you do. That is possible. That is possible. And it is a choice. It is a choice of deciding where you are going to let your mind go. If your life is moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts, do you like where your thoughts are taking you? Do you like where they are going in your life? You pray until the peace comes. You pray until the peace comes. See, there is a connection between peace and my prayer life. It is impossible to give your worries to God and then to be consumed with worry unless you decide to go back to that box and just take your worries back out. Trust and worry cannot coexist. You pray until the peace comes. Not until the circumstances change, because the circumstances, they may never change. You pray until the peace comes. The question is, have you renewed your mind? Have you revealed your deepest request to God? God, here is my deepest request. You need a plan. For some of you, the thought of praying totally intimidates you. Because you watch other Christians pray and you're like, I don't know how to pray like that. Here's what cracks me up is there's some Christians who when they pray, they start praying in what I just call King James Version. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, thou God, our Father who art in heaven. You're like, what? What are you saying? (laughs) Let me just say to any of you who feel like that prayer intimidates you, you can do this. You can do it. You don't have to have all the right words. You just need to be able to have a conversation with your Heavenly Father. What if you made a commitment that tomorrow you're going to start your day with prayer? That the first thing that you did when you got out of bed is you were going to hit your knees and to say, God, I'm giving my day to you. I'm giving my words to you. I'm giving my life to you. God, I am surrendering my will to you. It's all yours. For others of you, Here's the challenge for you because prayer is a part of your life. That you try to pray every day and maybe you don't pray every day, but it's something that is, that is a part of your life. Here's my challenge for you. Is that you would spend 12 minutes a day in prayer. 12 minutes a day. If 12 minutes of daily focused prayer can change your brain, it's time to take that next step in your prayer life and just go, that's my challenge. That I'm going to spend 12 minutes a day in prayer and see what God begins to do in my life. How God 
renews me and changes me. So how I thought we would end our time together is to actually pray. Because I want to lead you in prayer. I want to lead our time together, but I want you to listen to this passage again. I'm just going to read it all the way through. Because this is what the Apostle Paul says to you. This is what the Apostle Paul says. Here's my prescription for worry and fear and anxiety. He just says this. He says, do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, Whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. The God of peace will be with you. So I want to lead you in prayer. And I'm just going to lead you just through these three things that we learned today. And here's what I want to ask you to do. I want to ask you just to bow your heads, just to close your eyes, just get comfortable. Because we're just going to spend just a moment in prayer. And here's how we're going to start. Begin to pray about what you can do. Maybe there's something in your life that you need to change. Maybe there's a step that God is calling you to do. Maybe it's a decision about your finances or your health or relationship. So right now, I'm just going to give you some time to pray about the things that God is calling you to change, to give you courage to change. So just pray that right now. Now we're going to give God what you cannot do. What worry are you carrying that you cannot control? Where do you feel absolutely powerless? I want you to specifically bring those things to God. Reveal to God where you are absolutely powerless to change things in your life. And give that to Him. Well, the last part of this is we're just going to declare our trust in God. God, I'm going to trust you no matter what. And so I just want you to say, just God, I am submitting my life to you. God, I am submitting my will to you. And so would you just tell him that right now? Would you declare to him that you are submitting your will to him?
God, we thank you that you're a God who hears our prayers, that you know the worries and the anxiety that we have. And we hear the words of Jesus saying, come unto me, all of you who carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. So God, we give those worries, those burdens, those anxieties to you. God, would you take them? God, we declare our trust in you again. We want your will. And so we pray all of this in the name of Jesus.